Whatever future research may disclose, however, it seems reasonable, certain that human, reasonably rather, certain that human females do not experience estrus. And it seems especially likely that human female attractivity does not fluctuate to any significant degree with levels of estrogen. Beach notes that few basic changes in women's reproductive physiology have occurred since humans last shared a common ancestor with a living ape. Quote, her monthly rhythm of ovogenesis, ovulation, estrogen and progesterone secretion uterine stimulation and menstrual bleeding follows the basic primate pattern, unquote. Human females deviate from this pattern in that the pre-ovulatory rise in estrogen is comp- accompanied neither by increased desire and responsiveness to sexual stimulation nor increased attractiveness to males. Vaginal lubrication occurs during sexual excitement and does not require the presence of high levels of estrogen. But Beach takes issue with the usual statement that the loss of estrus means that women are constantly receptive Quote, no human female is constantly receptive. Parentheses, any male who entertains this illusion must be a very old man with a short memory or a very young man due for a bitter disappointment. Close parentheses. Beach goes on to say that, quote, Although human males definitely are not continuously sexually receptive, they are continuously copulable, and their sexual arousability does not depend on ovarian hormones. This relaxation of endocrine control contributes to the occurrence of coitus at any stage of the menstrual cycle. I believe that this is the clearest available statement about what the, quote, loss of estrus, unquote, means. In summary, one, recent research has not endangered Lancaster and Lee's. 1965 conclusion that patterns of sexuality among free-ranging monkeys and apes differ markedly from human patterns two sex is not the basis of primate society three during the course of human evolution estrus disappeared Hair bonds and marriage. 
Recent attempts to account for the loss of estrus are much alike in suggesting that continual sexual activity functions to cement the male-female pair bond, which, it is said, is the basis of marriage and the human family. Quote, unquote, pair bond is an athological term defined by Barash. 1977, as, quote, a behavioral affiliation between an adult male and an adult female associated with reproduction and especially character- characteristic of monogamous species, unquote. Fairbanks, 1977, argues that the independent ovulation evolution of adult male-female pair bonds in fish, birds, and primates results from functionally similar reproductive strategies. Within the primates, quote, the nuclear family as a social unit appears only in man, the lesser apes, gibbon, and siamang, and the distantly related South American marmoset. The similarity of the human nuclear family to that of these other species is a result of convergence toward a similar solution to a similar problem. Fairbanks, 1977. Morris, 1967, writes that among humans, Sexual behavior occurs almost exclusively in a pair-bonded state, which he equates with marriage. Adultery reflects an imperfection in the pair-bond mechanism. According to Morris, sexual imprinting produces the all-important long-term mateship so vital to the prolonged parental demands. And the loss of estrus is an adaptation to maintain the pair bond in order to rear the children. Quote, the vast bulk of copulation in our species is obviously concerned not with producing offspring, but with cementing the pair bond by providing mutual rewards for the sexual partners. Unquote. Campbell writes, quote, more permanent sexual ties underlie the structure of the family, unquote. Beach, 1974, suggests that the loss of estrus antedated the family and that the family evolved to ensure that intercourse was frequent enough to guarantee fertilization once ovulation and copulation had become desynchronized. Quote, it is a reasonable assumption that existence of the family with the associated intensification and prolongation of interpersonal bonds and dependencies would promote more frequent intercourse than would likely to occur in the absence of family structure. Unquote. Eibel Eibesfeld, 1975, argues that the slow development of the human child necessitated the permanent association of its parents, 
resulting in the evolution of a sexual bond. The loss of estrus enables a woman to maintain a tie with a man on the basis of a sexual reward, and that is probably the function of this unique physiological adaptation. Barash writes that the, quote, loss of estrus among humans contributes to sexual consistency that may in turn help to maintain a stable pair bond, unquote. Hamburg writes, stable adult human-male-female pair bonds may be facilitated by the absence of estrus, unquote. As with theories about the evolution of female orgasm, the similarity of these theories is especially remarkable, considering that their authors represent traditional ethology, anthropology, phys psychology, sociobiology, and psychiatry, and have totally different understandings of the nature of the evolutionary process. Although pair-bonded monogamous quote-unquote mammals are characteristically hyposexual, Kleinman, 1977, none of the scholars quoted above calls attention to the special pleading implicit in the view that the human quote-unquote pair bond is associated with hypersexuality. The gibbon is a classic example of primate monogamy. Gibbons are highly territorial and typically live in groups composed of a mated pair and their immature offspring. Carpenter, 1940. Ellefson, 1936. Other, 1968. The male regularly invests substantial time and energy defending the boundaries of his small territory against incursions by neighboring males. And females also repulse each other although apparently they are somewhat less combative than males. R. Brockelman et al. Tenaza, 1975. Successful reproduction occurs only after pair bonds and territories are well established. Brockelman et al. 1973-1974.